Today's episode is sponsored by our very good friends over at Neural DSP. If you're completely unfamiliar with who Neural DSP are, they make guitar and bass plugins that cover a wide range of tones and styles. Anything from the crisp cleans of a Tone King Imperial to the rich leads of a Soldano SLO. There's also the Archetype series, which is essentially signature amps made by some of your favourite artists. So whether that's Tim Henson of Polyphia, Pliny, or our very good friend, Rabia Massad. If you like the sound of all that, you can get a 14-day free trial over at neuraldsp.com on any of the plugins that they do. Um, and even better than that, you can get 30% off if you want to buy some or all of them or just one uh, using the code music is everything at their checkout. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Music Is Everything podcast with me, Matt Hornby. I was going to say my friend, Matt Hornby, but yeah, I could be my friend. <laughs> uh, with me, Matt Hornby, and my very splen- splen- splendiferous, mm. sumptuous, uh, other alliterative words, Andrew Groves. Hello. How are you, Andrew? Um, I am nearly not sick in this long um, running uh, series, so I will come into wellness with a new regard for my own personal well-being um, nice and a, and a an appreciation for just oneness and comfort uh, so i'm looking forward to embracing that as a as a as a as a feeling a new <laughs> lease of life exactly it's it's yeah. been i've not been sick like sick in a long, long time. So it's been nice to sort of get about like three at once just to kind of... Get out of the way. Yeah. Stock it up, get get some like ill credits in. Yeah. That's it, get fighting fit, you know. That's it. Well, what are you excited about this week, Andrew? That's the main question. I'll tell you what, actually, I am excited about. Um, And it's something I hope that will affect some of our um, viewers. Um, this week I want to give a shout out to libraries, guys. <laughs> right? Shout out libraries. Take a take a bow. <clears throat> I I, th- I thought I thought. Um, I mean, I brought up museums the other week, and uh, we're on, we're on a train here. Exactly. Like your local amenities. Shout out local <laughs> amenities. Sponsored today by. Gather by uh, District Council, <laughs> Brighton and Hove. <laughs> oh, they'd spo- I don't think they've got enough money to sponsor us. Ah, oh, that's a shame. But we could, you know, let's let's reach out because, you know, our kind of uh, our middling uh, podcast, um, you know, that's that's what we're about now. For a long time, uh, and again, in uh, things that um, in my life that no one cares about, uh, recently got some free time back in my life. And one of those things, we were like, let's do all the things we've wanted to do over the past couple of sort of couple of years that we just couldn't with a one-year-old. And one of those things was, oh, we should go to the library sometime. And I haven't been to a library since I was about ten. Right. Um, so even the school library never really went there. So. Yeah, we just looked up our local library. We're like, oh, I'm, you know, usually it's a nominal fee. 2,700 uh, Icelandic krona, which you're looking at about 15 pounds. 
For the year. For life. For the year. For 15 so, quid a year is quite expensive. 15. 15. No, I know, but I, ours is free forever. Forever? I had to part, I, I needed a replacement card actually recently. Mm. £1.50 and then I'm good for life. Well, this isn't for life. This is for everywhere. You need to support your local library, mate. So, you do, sorry. So, um, so yeah, about £15. £15. Um, for a year is pretty good. I mean, considering, you know, it's quite an upscale here. Um, and, and the guy was like, yeah, this library card works in all the libraries in Iceland. Okay. So you can go to any library you want. And, uh, we thought oh, I'll be great for him. Loads of kids books. There. There's always like a really nice kids area. And, you know, since having a kid finding somewhere you can take a kid when it's raining is a pretty good, uh, find. Well, I will see what there is, you know, like we've been long looking for books in Icelandic that are at our level, which is kids' books, really. Um, <laughs> so I was like, oh, maybe I could find a nice comic or something that could be nice, like yeah, a little challenge to to kind of go through. And um, turns out, amazingly stocked. Like, amazingly stocked. Completely had no idea of you know, what we would get. We just did, sort of did it on a whim. Enormous, like, uh, there's like DVDs there. There's a vinyl cutter there. Like... A vinyl cutter? Yes. Well, so you can make your own vinyl in a make, library. You can make your own vinyl in a library. only £15 a year. That's okay. It. Also, I retract my statement on it being expensive. I mm. think in the UK, your expectation is that libraries are just free. But £15 a year is not expensive. No. And already, I mean, l- let me tell you this. I was you know, kind of just milling around, seeing what they had. Obviously, a, a large amount of obviously Icelandic books that were way above our comprehension. Um, but turn the corner, they only got a huge manga section, haven't they? And not only that, but all the series that are like, I think they're books from when the series start, because some of them are, 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 are pretty yellow. But... Nice. <clears throat> having thought this... I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. I can't believe they would bother. Like an enormous section, like a whole big section. They had like stuff that was perfectly in the position of, it's a series. I like the series, but it's so big. When you think about the expense of actually buying it, Mm -hmm. it's so much money and so much time. So for example, like One Piece, which is basically the longest running ever. It's like in about a hundred books plus now. And a thousand episodes. Um, so it's, it's long. Um, and I was just, I ne- already put that aside, never going to happen. Like, never going to get there. A few other series like Attack on Titan, a few other like random series. I was like, it's just, I won't do it. I'd like to one day just for a laugh. They, they had all of them there. And then when they had, ironically, the one book that I wanted wasn't there, a quick Google they have huge manga sections at the other... And I'm talking like a five-minute drive. Oh, no way. Literally, we went straight from there to another l- library. They had not only completely different mangas, but duplicate versions in varying states of newness and oldness, but completely up-to-date, completely up-to-date series. So probably since then, I've read about 15 um, oh my God. books. So I feel like I've already got my money's worth. Well, you definitely have. Exactly. Which, so I was just like, you know what? Respect. I couldn't Fair be happier. Play. Couldn't be happier with this transaction. So on a Friday, we, we drop him off if he hasn't 
poisoned our household. <laughs> uh, we drop him off and we leave one book. And we go to a coffee shop and we read one book in silence, sitting next to each other, drinking oh, coffee. Nice. And it honestly healed two years of mental and physical exhaustion. Just We just sat and had a lovely reading. We're going to make it a regular thing. And then in the evening, you know, before we go, just after he goes to bed, we have a little read. But it's been great. Like loads of things I just wouldn't press, you know, I wouldn't pull the trigger on. Couldn't be happier. Could, so good. Read so many already. There's so many that I want to read that they have in stock. And some of them are like pretty left field ones that people have recommended. And I'm like, brilliant. Can't, can't wait to do that. So yeah, shout out libraries. Didn't nice one. I don't know what you, the state of UK libraries is, but it's up to oh, date. Did, like really up to an, date. Inc- an incredible resource, I have to say. And uh, I, I actually frequent the one here in Brighton quite, quite frequently. Okay. Frequent it frequently. Um, but it got me thinking when you're just saying a really up to date selection. Is there like a, how do they deal with the, do they just expand the selection in a never ending sense? Or is there like an outdoor? Like things that haven't been uh, rented for like 10 years, they get sold or like go in the bin or whatever Hmm. or donated somewhere. Because I was thinking that like things that are really, um, things that are really relevant and uh, current, there's obviously things that stop being current that could have been great once upon a time. Or even if they weren't the big stuff, we forget about the peripherals, I think. Mm. And over time that would slip. But you'd imagine a library, if it was you know, amazingly stocked. It'd have literally everything that ever was, but that's quite an ask. Am I right in, isn't the British library, as in the one in town, I'm pretty sure they are meant to have like a copy of every book and they have to, and they have to expand their shelves by like, there's a figure that's impressive that if I could recall it, but it's, they, they have a copy of of any book published in, in Britain. Yes. The great, I think it's like the great British library, something like that. Okay, I'm have to check that out. But I think, I mean, um, there must be a, um, there must reach a point where, like, I mean, for example, I'm reading One Piece, which is like 80s, 90s, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm swear I started at one, and that book was probably published then. And then well, 80s, diff- 90s. Oh, I thought this was all like the last couple of years. No, no, no. This this is oh, like right. the equivalent of it's like Japanese Simpsons. Like everyone's seen it. If you went to Japan, you said. One Piece, people are like, oh my God, I watched that as a kid or whatever. Like it's that, it's weekly kind of vibes, you know? Um, so, so yeah. So, and there's definitely some, I don't, I haven't been to a UK library in a long time. There's some dusty old books in, 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 the, in, in, in there as well. Don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, I imagine probably use and probably where I feel like probably has a role in that. They must kind of be like, oh, this one's knackered. You know, mm-hmm. it's been, um, I don't know how libraries really coped with the whole COVID thing. I don't know if you can catch COVID from a book, but you give it a go. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I imagine, I imagine, like, I, was, I was so impressed. Everything was like up to date. Like we were literally mm-hmm. saying, we've got this library ticket, but I've actually never really jumped into the like kind of fiction book. Like there's not many authors mm-hmm. I don't really know of or, or um, nonfiction even like, I've, I've read a lot of bi- autobiographies. I've read a lot. Read a lot. Of, read a lot of Terry Pratchett, mm-hmm. and now, subsequently, June. <laughs> I'm 
but like I actually don't know. Like I was in the big series, isn't isn't it like Neil Gaiman and Gaiman and you know oh so and so's you know book on the SAS or something like whatever it is you know it, like yeah. like I I've, I don't really even like Lord of the Rings I've not read Lord of the Rings so I was like oh maybe I should you know maybe there's some there's some classics that I'm missing here you know there's definitely it's definitely a thing and it's definitely I think my friend bought me was it Catcher in the Rye okay I I can't remember but there's there's some great like classics which you should read, mm. and I've got into that similar habit where I, when I was a kid I used to read loads of fiction mm. like adventure books, um, maybe like dream and explore and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And then I don't know what it was, but at some point I I just started reading autobiographies and nonfiction, mm. and like for like reading for a purpose rather than enjoyment or yeah. like imagination, which I think is a real shame. And there is I I'm always kind of gobsmacked at the amount. Walking into a library for me is like quite intimidating because I'm like, on the internet, I feel like you can go, you start here and then you can find through the sure. wonder of search engines exactly what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Like, give me a book about fishing and uh, Paul Whitehouse and it'll give you something specifically that, if that's just that's just a random thought. I actually have that um, book if you need it. <laughs> is it, on, is it you've got, there's a book now, right? There's a book. Yeah, yeah. I got it for Christmas. Nice. Have you got like a branded tea towel, apron, gloves? No, not, not that far. I mean, cover. I would, I would, I would, but uh, no, no. I've, but I've got the book. I've got Gone Fishing, the book. The Paul Whitehouse signature fishing rod. Yeah. Ah, you know. oh, yeah. Hap, 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 I'm sure they've, I mean, they must be, they must be working on some kind of uh, merchandise deal for sure. Nice. Get a nice flask. I feel like that's, that's, that's it. You yeah, know, a little coaster. Chair. That's it. To put it next to you, like, you know, Coronation of the Queen one. Um, I think I've actually been to. Is it? I think I've been to the library in Reykjavik that you might be talking about. I don't know um, how many libraries there are I don't, in Reykjavik. Uh, I'm at Utatun uh, these days, so you wouldn't unlikely you would have been to this one. But the there is one. There is it's like beyond the lakes. If you if you walk like along the lakes and then over the motorway, and then there's one next to it. I. Th- Think, I'd say south side of Reykjavik. I th- I I don't know. I mean, that would probably be where it is because, like, the Reykjavik Museum and, and a lot of the kind of township councilly bits are there. So I don't know. I've not been to that one. I've been to the one which is out in Kringland, which is like the hall, the the, the mm. mall. Sorry, that was the kind of closest in town I've been. I've not been to like in town, in town um, library, but even just literally the local. These are like we're kind of. On the like little satellite towns, mm-hmm. amazingly stocked, like brand nice. new, brand new books. Um, um, so yeah, we were like, wow, and like even books like they had June in Icelandic, Juna, uh, wow. and uh, I was like, that's got to be a, that's got to be a niche market. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of pride, I think in in. Uh, I think there's a lot of pride. I think there, and again, it's a classic. So like, sure, uh, uh, I, I I'd have said. I think, like, I'm pretty sure the Harry Potters have been translated, I think, as well. I mean, I'd imagine that, yeah. Maybe the Lord of the Rings, those kinds of things. I, I feel like, I'm, I would I would imagine that they are out and about. But I think I think there's, yeah, I think there's still, a, a, you know, like with a lot of um, languages of, of kind of this ilk, there's a lot of, like, drives to push the Icelandic language. Sure, and, sure, kind of, sure. and there's, like, a whole 
team of a uh, uh, whole section of people who are like constantly updating it to, you know, finding new words for things and, and kind of translating or agreeing upon That's words amazing. for, you know, like they had to come up with computer at some point and all that kind of stuff, you know, like, um, uh, you could you could have just done what the Danes did and go computer. Yeah, well, that's that's say it a bit differently. That's it's funny when you hear that you hear that a lot in um, public because sometimes the the nuance of the saying gets lost. So people will usually, you know, you'll be like, um, "Yeah, but just do it." You know, like like do you know what I mean? Like it's just like it's not got the same. It's like it has its own, you know its own feeling to the saying or whatever but sometimes yeah you can it's funny when you're just in like you hear people talking and then like that tells you more about the conversation than the icelandic you're kind of slowly uh, yeah, yeah 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 whatever i always i just I always love that it's like hello computer and you're like he's talking about computers oh my god how do you know well i let you into this little secret well same with like a japanese like uh a lot of the kind of um a lot of the, uh, like, if you're lost, uh, obviously being a very um, homogenous um, uh, nation, you know, the the idea of English is f- much further from them than, than you would come across on most holiday destinations, let's call it. Um, so you're much more likely to find someone who has no comprehension of, of what you're saying in any, and as, as so they should, but, you're, you know, it's kind of rare that you would find someone who has no idea, even basic kind of uh, uh, form. A lot of the suggestion is like, try saying it in a Japanese accent. Miss out the, you know, the the grammar mm-hmm. and just say directly, you know, like, uh, just, I don't know why this has come to my head, but I was looking, looking up earthquakes the other day. Um, if you want to go to the council and ask for a hazard map... <laughs> Of the like, uh, area, <laughs> okay. hazard mapu is <laughs> is exactly the thing, um, and so they they oft, uh, apparently it's like don't bother with the grammar, just ask directly. Like if you're looking for a station, say that in a Japanese accent. If you're looking for the toilet, and it's like it, you'll actually find that a lot of the time those words have just been assimilated um, mm. uh, uh, to just ignore any. Can I go? Do you know where? literally yeah, yeah, yeah. toilet station this you know um uh, and, and 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 surprisingly that's like i say that's get you 90 percent of the way there if not the word and, and you can always accompany that with a shrug at a point you know <laughs> sure well google translate is pretty pretty wild these days so you can kind of oh yeah yeah you know you can kind of do the conversation thing um but, um, but yeah interesting interesting that kind of adoption um uh, just kind of uh, uh, considering as well that it is so far it happens really commonly commonly so anyway but matt what what excites you this uh fair week well i'm actually excited about um an album mm. by, by a band we might have spoken about one or two times okay um but i just i woke up this morning right with a very just i remember this story i don't know why or oh, this moment in my life and uh and it it made me go, oh, I'm going to put that song and therefore that album on. And then I realised how good it was and I thought I'd share. Hmm. Um, you can skip ahead if you're like, God, they're red at chilli feathers, I'm so bored. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. Sure. <laughs> but um, it's not about John Frusciante. It's actually I'm With You by the Red at Chilli Peppers. And, um, what? I'll tune so, in. So 
I was going to say, and I, I also thought by explaining this, it might uh, lead us quite nicely into where we're going. Yeah, but also make you listen to it and and not be a okay. and not knock you. Well, not be a what down no, a, a John for sure. Like, peg it, peg it too. Stick I'm, it. I'm in. picking up the cling. I'm picking up the Klinghoffer. But yeah, basically, a few years ago, hmm. once upon a time, I was sit down, kids. I was um, <laughs> in Los Angeles and. I was walking down the street called um, Melrose. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it, it in the features by the way on. Video. Th- yeah, I also think the that is that in uh, Mr. Brownstone by Guns N' Roses, uh, or Welcome to the Jungle. Anyway, one of those. Um, obviously, big into my LA bands. Big into the the. Uh, obviously, LA is very famous, but um, the the LA kind of rock and roll history culture mm-hmm. thing so anyway go down there it's quite a famous shopping street for like knickknacks and stuff um and especially used to be back in the 80s i understand um walking down there having a great time and then i came well i was walking past this shop and i was like sorry what's this song and it was um brendan's death song off i'm with you it's a good song it's a really good song, and the kind of the Chad Smithy kind of like shredding at the end, mm-hmm. uh, great chorus. Um, just a really good chili song, and uh, I knew it, I knew it, but I, just kind of, I was like, "What is it? Like, why have I forgotten?" And like, I couldn't, I couldn't kind of put my finger on it in that, in that moment. Mm-hmm. But also hearing it in the sunshine, walking down Melrose Avenue, and in the hometown of the Chilies, mm-hmm. made it sound like perfect sure like actually perfect mm-hmm. and and kind of, kind of gave it total context if you like um and yeah so i and then i carried on walking and you, you at the end of melrose you get to fairfax high which is where anthony kiedis and flea mm-hmm. went to school um which again i was like whoa <laughs> it's, it's like sure. i mean it's like if the, uh, there's He's a been chili's here. A Chili's version of Disneyland, you sure. like, you know, sure. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, oh, there's a, there's a little record store. Side note, a little record store opposite Fairfax, mm-hmm. which is specialised in classical music. Okay. A really old, kind of like it's, it. The dude had been there since forever, mm-hmm. and uh, really kind of dusty brown place, that, totally original. And uh, so I bought a couple of like piano vinyls from there nice. off his recommendation he knew everything and um it's not the kind of place you go in and go got any chilies mate it's like <laughs> no i you know specialize in this certain stuff but yeah it just really that I've, I've forgotten that happened and it just really stuck with me and um ever since that song's kind of stuck being you know branded into my brain mm. and then so i put it on this morning and uh and then i realized how good that album is um you know this ethiopia police station even monarchy of roses is great mm. um and look around i really like look around uh it for me it feels like the the archetypal modern chili song Mm-mm. even though it's a klinghoffer job um it's just really good i mean the lyrics are a little bit questionable and i think his singing's actually got better uh since Sure. Um, Definitely in the new uh, the, the live stuff I've heard of him for the last couple of years have been amazing. Considering, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we we love we love him dearly, but we all know, you know. Uh, and so he, he's been pretty pretty spot on. I think not having the lyrics 
I think now he's got the teleprompters. I think that's kind of maybe just provided some... Oh, did he not have that before? No. Right, okay. But yeah, anyway, I might have told that story before. I hope not. And yeah. I mean, might have spoken about that band before. I hope not. Probably, and probably, um, probably not. Probably not. How did you find them? But <laughs> <laughs> who are they? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really urge you to listen to that album and like okay. give it give it real time of day. It sounds like you have already, actually. No, saying... I I know. Again, obviously, at the thing is, I I I I have no issue. <laughs> listen, all right. I realise I say stuff and I realise also that people don't know me and that you know me and I just talk as if you know me. But often when I say those things, I mean the opposite. Um, sure, but, that's always good. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I like Josh Klinghoffer a lot and certainly was a fan of him with John Frusciante's influence and when they did um, some records together and he appeared on some of my favourite songs. Um, he drums on some of my, like what, literally some of my favorite music. Um, big fan of what he's about. I love his sort of eccentricity and he's really not a guitar player. No, it's more of a musician. Yeah. All round kind of guy, but cool and kind of out there and, 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 and kind of, um, yeah. And, and, and a tough, and a tough gig for anyone. Um, uh, so yeah, so I was excited when they when they put that when you know when they it seemed like the most natural takeover that mm-hmm. they could have been, um, and obviously he was playing live with them for a long time as well. So again, like both the two of them together, which I think still think is a a really cool idea. I mean, other than the, I'm sure they can fit him on the payroll. So I'm surprised. It's a weird thing to be demoted that way, maybe, but I still think it's quite cool. Um, so, yeah, so I'm familiar with some of the tracks and I did give it some of the time of the day. Um, uh, but, and I don't know if you had much more to say, but I think that kind of brings us on to... I think I think I could talk more about it. Oh, please. But we run the risk of um, becoming the Red Chili Peppers podcast. Sure. So... We we can deviate away, but if if you want to hear more about the Red Chili Peppers, <laughs> just listen to any other episode, and you'll find some nuggets of joy. Well, I mean, did so is is that what brought it into your life? Is that today you woke up and you're like, oh man, I want to listen to that record? No, I know. I just I remember that story and that feeling, and maybe it's because I feel like spring is springing over here, mm. and just get, getting there slightly, and uh, the the lightness, the sunshine, and the uh, the, the kind of that freedom of yeah, there's a novelty when you travel anywhere. So mm-hmm. every time I go to the, to the States, or, and particularly LA, uh, I enjoy, I don't see the bad bits because I'm in tourist, you know, sure. rose-tinted yeah, yeah, glasses yeah. kind of mode. Uh, but I just, I, if for a, given the music that I am kind of grounded in, like all of my favourite bands come from LA, mm-hmm. really. And yeah, just so many of them or based there or whatever. And uh, it's like a, it is like a, some kind of, this is real. Mm, and, sure. and it's a real, yeah, just 
don't know, being able to kind of walk the same, the, the lyrical references go, oh, that's what they're talking about, mm-hmm. or this, uh, you know, and gives context to it. And and some people don't really care about the story and the characters that make up music, but yeah, I really do. I kind of like to learn about, oh, you know, Flea likes, uh, I don't know, basketball. So this song, that's why this. Mm-hmm. And it, like just knowing the context to the decisions and the lyrics and the meaning of the people that make the music i find it i find it's like it's like you say about um a lot of the manga stuff you're into mm. like the world building and we often yeah. talk about that like mm. the um what do you call it the law the mm. kind of the picture and maybe um it's just always fascinated me and i think i've said on here before you know it's it's so different from where where i came from so um it always it always fascinates me and uh, kind of draws me in, um, but yeah, that, that's yeah. So it was it was kind of remembering the story and then listening this morning and going, oh, this is this is great. And then it puts you back in that 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 place you were. And uh, I just thought I'd share. We didn't really do. I mean, we when we were talking about location is everything. We didn't really talk about how that affects music. I think it could be a. Maybe we either pin it or just go for it, but it's it is like like you say. I always remember the first time I went to America <laughs> uh, with my friend Daryl and driving um, in America and putting on the radio and country music came on and we were like, ah, I get it now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, just it feels right in that moment, and and it seems like if left in that petri dish you would that's what you would come out with and and i think and i think yeah like the atmosphere and the location and the culture like really does inform how something can feel and and again it it could it could be a um it could be a big factor you know in whether you connect with something or not or or when you connect with a certain piece of music, like you know, they they it like maybe there is something cultural that you're not picking up on, even if it's just a wavelength or an idea or a theme or something that you would have maybe more resonance with once you were if you came from that culture or if you came from that place. Mm. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, or, or, or it's a, it could just be a tone. It could just be a feeling that I think, for, like, like, I think for like uh, uh, an example I can think of is uh, uh, when I was having my Bjork kind of fix, mm-hmm. there was one song that has birds, bird song on it. Um, and it doesn't mean anything to me. And then I move here and I'm like, oh, it's a Kriya. And What a they, type of bird? It's a type of bird. It's an Arctic tern. And it comes here basically to nest for kind of spring, well, summer really. And then nice. goes goes away. Beautiful bird. So aggressive. Um, looks so beautiful. Like the shape of it is just some of you know god's best work but 
so aggressive and like famous for attacking you as you walk past, dive bombing, but so beautiful. But it has a very particular kind of warning noise, and that's on the record. Didn't mean anything Amazing. to me until, and then I think it's her talking about where she lives and she's sort of throwing things off and whatever. Um, and it recontextualized that point in the song and it made me think of, oh, I could kind of imagine maybe where, where that is. Whereas before I would have had no, it, it was just mm-hmm. my imagination wasn't, that wasn't taking me there. So I wonder like, you know, and kind of sort of gently taking us to where we're going to today. And it was kind of a discussion um, that I had with my wife in the car. We were listening to the new Paramore record. Oh, cool. And um, it's, it's great. And, um, and my wife is a very big Paramore fan um, and, and really followed them. And, you know, as much as we would like the Chili Peppers and John Fisher, so that, was, mm-hmm. they, they, that was her band kind of thing. And we were just talking very gently about like, she was saying that she expects to have to wait a little to get the new Pamela album. And I thought that was really interesting. And it got me thinking about all the times listening to, whether it's just new music in general, like a new artist I've never heard. And I'm, and I'm you know, much what we do on our kind of, dis- we've done on our Discord um, uh, after parties. We're all kind of presenting new music to one another and, it's interesting to see what hits and what, you know, what kind of really starts conversation and what doesn't. Um, but also the, the same thing of, of kind of what, how, you know, I've, I've, and I'm sure you've been in that position too, where, you, you know, new records coming out, favorite band and it drops and kind of all of the emotions and, and baggage and expectations and excitement and hype that kind of revolve around doing that and influence. And also, you know, your, like your, your, the, 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 the pressure you put on that first listen and, mm-hmm. and, and your feelings behind it. And maybe you don't like it. How do you know you don't like it? You know, like, Maybe it takes a little while, you know. It's an interesting relationship that, that, that's formed at that moment. It's a very strange, almost a quite a strange feeling. I, I wouldn't know what it was, but like an apprehension and it's sort of an anxious apprehension, but also like sometimes I can feel so indifferent as well. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that would be it make for maybe an interesting conversation to explore how that is. And I also kind of, I've been quite fastidious today and I've written down some things as they occurred to me while I, while I was talking about the conversation. I thought it could okay. make for, uh, uh, I tried to be prepared today. Um, Look at this. So Top I th- marks. I thought, and, and, and again, as what you said, actually, I thought would maybe a nice way to roll into it. Like, hmm. do you think... Actually, maybe, I will go there now while I remember. So I think that's interesting that location can can attach itself to music and also kind of influence taste. Like, Have you ever had an experience where you've either, like you've got something more, if 
that makes sense. Like you've been in a location, you're like, oh, I get this. Or you've 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 been somewhere and some music's come, maybe even that you even liked before, or something new, and you're like, oh, this music is perfect for this where I'm sat right now. I get it more now. Do, do you know what I mean? It's kind of yeah. tied up in that. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's location for me has always been a weird one. Like, um, I think I've always liked the idea of somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you get it here quite a lot. Mm-hmm. You walk down the seafront, and there's you know, bands or artists doing a photo shoot on the there's in Brighton. There's a very distinctive green colour. All the railings are painted <laughs> yeah. on the seafront. And yeah, you, you always know it's Brighton because there's people do it. There's a bandstand that's quite famous. There's the Shingle Beach, um, but on these re- green color railings. And so every time, and you see it quite a lot in like band photography and stuff. And and I'm not I'm not knocking it. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. It's it's just for me, it's not where I'd go because I. But I think I've actually got used to this idea of location as I've got older. Um, but I used to be like, why, why would you want to be identified with there? Cause it's so specific. <laughs> um, but I think that's because I think my feeling behind that looking back was actually because I knew about it. Mm-hmm. So if I'm familiar with a place and, uh, I'm kind of like, why would you want to identify with that place? Because I know it, mm-hmm. there's nothing magical about it, but obviously it depends. It depends on your audience, but mm-hmm. many other people might not be familiar, and there might be a magic for them. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, definitely, I think it definitely has uh, a real impact on your expectation of what the music should be mm-hmm. uh, or the feeling about it. Um, and I think, particularly, um, we're talking in the context of like Western mm. popular music, really. Um, there's there's a lot of sounds that are famous for certain cities and i think that's probably going away and you can just be um sound however you want wherever you're from um but like even if i think about currently Mm. my expectation is that anything from glasgow or scotland in general Mm -hmm. and australia uh anywhere in australia i will be like it's going to be good I have high expectations of those two locations. Really? After uh, uh, the last couple of years, learning about even um, this Australia, I'm thinking of like uh, Carnival and Closure in Moscow. There's, and then uh, I think um, Raining Kindo, Australia. Am I wrong? Okay, maybe, yeah. Or maybe American. Anyway. Um, and then Glasgow, there's the kind of, uh, obviously the biffies of the world, the, uh, what are they called? Like 90s post rock 90s post rock band. Uh, really, Mogwai? Really loud. Mogwai. They're from Glasgow. Uh, the, the Frightened Rabbit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Father Son. All these kind sure. of, it's like uh, intelligent, emotional, modern music um, with, with depth and feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so I've, I've kind of like, you, you put these little places on a, on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. But that's because I'm, I'm not from, I'm, I'm not lived in those places. So maybe there's more of a magic there. Um, but yeah, and I've more recently kind of with like the LA thing I was talking about having that magic, I think I've discovered, I've, I've, I've brought it, maybe this is a a kind of consequence of COVID, but I feel like I'm bringing it home a little bit. 
and I'm really fascinated about London at the moment. Mm. And um, obviously, you can, I think there's Hendrix's old flat in London, mm. Bowie's house, um, and obviously the Carnaby Street, Denmark Street, all that kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a cocktail bar I went to, which I really recommend. I don't know the name of it, but um, it's... It's going to be a I tough recommend. A, <laughs> <laughs> it is, but you can find it. You can find it by location. Okay. It's... Uh, at the um, Albert Hall, mm-hmm. which is a great venue, been to a few gigs there. Um, a few years ago, I was there, and I've met the guy. He's on... lovely. Well, Albert. Yeah, yeah, he's all right. Yeah, yeah. Albert, he puts on oh, a Albert's great. Hall. He puts on a great gig. <laughs> he does. Yeah, <laughs> lives under the lives under the stage. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so on on the Hyde Park side of it, on this really nice old, probably worth trillions these days. But like, um, there's a a cocktail bar where the Rolling Stones used to frequent. Okay. And uh, frequently frequent. And um, it like, like overlooks Hyde Park and it's just in an old kind of Georgian Edwardian, some old townhouse type of thing. And it's like 20 quid a cocktail. So we had one sure. left, but <laughs> it's, um, but it was so nice. Like you, it, it, it's unchanged and okay. like wood paneling just very plush and mm. understated in a british kind of old school way mm. um but with loads of stones history um about and i was like oh this is cool this is my kind of like my kind of bag and um yeah i really enjoy the the kind of again that's more on the tourist side of things rather than listening to it but i feel like it made me uh I appreciate the Rolling Stones a bit more, you know, mm-hmm. it made me want to wear a suit and go there, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, 60s style. There's a lot of, a lot of class about it. And it, it, again, I'm kind of revisiting some older music again at the moment, which is quite nice, including the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. but it just it adds to that experience and adds to that, um, story, um, and, and context, I have no idea if I've answered your question, but no, no, I, I completely agree. I think I think there is, you know, that triangulation, and there is certainly if you've been somewhere and you know, obviously like the desert sessions, any kind of, you know, anything like that, where where there's a law and a feeling and a you know a particular um, kind of uh, atmosphere. Like there's a the idea that you can kind of hear it on the record. You can hear the influence that that place is having on those people. Certainly, you know, again, I think it, it kind of brings with it, um, it, it brings with it like an idea as well of kind of your, like the, the relationship that we have with artists, certainly like I say, our, our favorite artists is that it's almost that feeling of, you know, you build up an idea of them and maybe mm. like I say, you start by liking a song and then you buy a record and then you're watching videos and da 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 da. And I know for myself, like if I like someone, I really go ahead first. I like to know everything. And, and then I feel like I kind of like, vi- there's almost a feeling of vicariously knowing that person, which is entirely incorrect. Um, but there is that kind of idea that, you know, there is sometimes even a sense of not pride, but, but kind of a a, a well-wishing when you're like, ah, oh, you know, they're going to be playing, you know, if you were following a, 
a band you really loved and they're like, oh, we're going to be playing at Red Rocks kind of thing. You're like, oh, that's such a great environment for that band to be in. Sure. They're going to be playing at Royal Festival Hall or they're going to be, you know, playing at Wembley or what, do you know what I mean? It's like a, it, it, that environment brings with it a certain, um, affect or, or, you know, Mm -hmm. to, to, to them and, and, and it changes, you know, and you maybe think about, oh, how that's affecting them and, and maybe that will, uh, you know, I'd love to see them do a Wembley-like show, for example. It's, and, and you could think about the, the kind of splendour and pomp that that could, come, you know, could happen. Um, and, and I think at the same time, I think it's a really interesting idea when, you know, and certainly myself being so... Um, so for, I can't think of a better word, but but I advocate so heavily for the idea of artists being able to kind of do what they want and express themselves and go in any direction. Um, and uh, like I say, as, as that discussion kind of with my wife, I was like, what happens when, you know, you're in that position and you, you know, your favourite artists release a new record and, you know, and it's like, ah, oh, well, you know, we went, we recorded here and we, and you know, and you're following up and you're following all the hype and you know, maybe they recorded somewhere cool with a producer you really like or whatever, or a new producer, they switch producer and, you know, I mean, let's say like they dropped the first single and let's say you catch that single and, you know, can't wait. You listen to that single mm-hmm. and you're not sure if you really like it. And then you're like, oh, but the album, and then you like copium kind of, <laughs> kind of, you start huffing some copium and you're like, okay, maybe I really like the album. And then maybe another single comes out and you're just like, ah, oh, you know, not, it's cool. There's some, you know, and, and usually bands are fairly aware if they've done this, maybe they will do something that kind of nods to an earlier uh, style or maybe something that sounds like an older record that's that's quite a common thing if they're going in a new direction the second single might be or the first single might just be like oh it's okay guys we're kind of doing something similar and then the second single is the really different one kind of thing um or so- the, the other way around when they go oh my god that's different and then they they, they let you know they've still got you back <laughs> so i i was going to say firstly have you ever had an experience like that where you listen you're and it could be your favorite band whatever but you listen to a record and you're excited for that record and you realise on first listen you might not like it. Mm-hmm. Have you Yes. Ever- yeah, I, I get that all the time. Loads. Okay. Because, and I think it gets worse the longer time between the last thing you really liked and this new thing. Mm-hmm. Because, and I found this as well, like the more you get better at music yourself uh that changes things Mm -hmm. i remember chinese democracy by guns and roses 2008 massive hype i'm not going to talk about this too long but the first song the riff is and i was like we've waited 15 years for that (laughs) and uh I was like, in my, cause is, but then if I unpick that, mm. 
when I first listened to Guns N' Roses, I didn't know as much about music. Mm. So like, like, it sounded like, I don't know what's going on, but this sure. is, and it was half a step magic. down. This is like, yeah. this is magic. And I was like, can I even do that? Uh, but then it almost felt like a backwards turn. You kind of expect like artistic progression. And in many ways, you know, there was progression, but I was like, this is the first riff anybody, I mean, Okay, that I just gave you the verse riff of Welcome to okay. Jungle. Those iconic uh, delay. Sure, sure. That kind of thing. You know uh, where you are? <laughs> exactly. But but that as an as an album opener, yeah. That is so it's iconic. Yeah, They're short. coming out with It's just it was a bit I was like really like this is I was just deflated mm-hmm. in two seconds and then um I'm not going to talk about that album anymore because there's many other reasons and it's a complex story but yeah uh, but in that time between uh my experiences I'd learned a lot about more about music and c- could understand you know what's the, the basics and the complexities and the kind of the intricacies of all of it mm-hmm. um not all of it, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, I understand what they I understood what they were doing. I could see through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of lifted the curtain a bit, and the mythology disappeared. Um, but I do get, I do get it with a lot um, because I think sometimes you have you build up the expectation so high that any kind of music isn't going to live up to it unless it's almost by unless it's like when tools album came out you know everyone was like yeah they've got they had no chance as well with with something they like didn't that. yeah the, the only chance they would have had is if they went right we replaced all of the members with bjork <laughs> and sure. uh sure. and then it's so wildly different mm. that that you your expectations you're almost cutting them off mm. uh but it's still going to sound like tool you know, they'll just re- there'll be a different combination of notes and rhythms uh, and a slightly different melodies. No but chorus, it's not, no chorus to speak of. <laughs> yeah, very very long songs. Yeah. But you're uh, but you're um, you're not replacing the people, and I guess there's a there's a yeah the, there's a balance between I think if you're an incredible uh, kind of Radiohead. It, are a good example because if if you were like a varied a musician of varied output, mm-hmm. I think you can get away with a longer time. Mm-hmm. I think if you're a if you're, I say that, and then ACDC will come out with an album after years and years, and everyone's like, "It's the best one since 1972," sure. and it's the sounds it, and it's great, but it's not it's not different. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's maybe it's down to the. Yeah, maybe it's down to the image the band put out about themselves, the expectation they create, uh, and the, and that kind of mythology. If they if if they set an expectation of mystery and lore, and they could do anything, they're wild or so out there that anything could happen. Then everyone's like, "What is going to happen?" Mm-hmm. Oh, the same thing. Okay, that's disappointing. But if it's if you like, we do the same thing always, and then you do the same thing. Everyone's expectations are met. They're like, cool, it's the same thing. Yeah, some bands but, you know, operate in that, like Metallica, you know, again, like like any of that kind of, I mean, not Ozzy, I was going to say Ozzy Osbourne just released his uh, new record and a friend of mine was sending me, uh, sending me bits and 
I was like, yeah, it's kind of there. It's, I mean, it's there. It's kind of there's an updated, you know, version. It's an updated version of Ozzy Osbourne, and sure, but I think the songwriting's a bit rounder and and a bit more succinct, and you know, maybe there's been some input there. I'm not sure, but it, there is an and and an, it's a funny element, like you say, of of whether that band sets you up for that like you say a band like Radiohead kind of you know there's DVDs about Tom York's indifference um with his own music let alone <laughs> music in general but you know the idea that you know they're, they're fairly aggressive in the in the idea of wanting to move in in any which direction and they mm-hmm. and they release in that sense as well so they definitely kind of set you up for a change um I think like for example to um like for example with the chili peppers like with this latest record I I certainly had like an expectation of like, I, I remember seeing both Flea and John play with some some real cats <laughs> uh before they released the record and that got me excited for what that could be and i think with the you know kind of with funk and groove and all of those kinds of even from snarky puppy but like scary pockets and you know even john mayer to some degree uh who's the other this instrumental band um oh dear but they sold out like <laughs> madison square garden uh cory wong's sure. outfit all that kind of stuff is 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 still that 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 sense of music and pocket and groove and what have you is is really doing well at the moment and 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 rightly so it's amazing um by amazing musicians and i i kind of had like oh imagine if the chilies came back with an actual funk album like sure. that really like dug into those roots and to some degree they did some of the the, the newer tracks certainly have that feel and, and even way back uh, um you know it's like uplift party uh, uplift my vote party plan whichever which way yeah. around that is That's the one. um you know have that yell the turtle kind of vibe um but like i say i i think at the same time i think you can move in a different direction and and maybe mm-hmm. it's Maybe it's you who's changed as well, if you know what I mean. Sure, sure. And it's actually on the Chili's thing. It's, it's. I just went. Why have they not? Why did they not collaborate with people? They could have had like featuring whoever, uh, and that would have been a quite a nice change. Even if it was for maybe the first album, it's like, oh, here we are again. The second one's like, here we are again. Plus, sure. Um, but it, so you're, you're saying that that you had that experience where your expectations weren't quite met with that particular example. I think ironically with that particular example, I kind of already knew that I probably wouldn't be fulfilled. And and we mm-hmm. kind of spoken about it a, a little bit, but it was more, yeah, I was excited yeah. to watch him play again and see what he would do. But I, I, I kind of knew deep down that, realistically for the position that they're in and bringing John back in, there would have certainly have been some pressure, whether it was said or unsaid to 
kind of, you know, for it to be successful uh, 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 and maybe some gentle... Again, and it doesn't... I didn't want this to... I don't want this to sound like, oh, label, A&R, like whatever. It's your own pressure as well. You're only like, well, we can't just fuck about. We, We need to do something. And I think, ironically, to bring it back to what you were saying about Josh Klinghoffer, what I was excited for was... And, and to some degree, what he achieved was them doing something mildly different. It wasn't a ton different, mm-hmm. but for example, I, we spoke about um, uh, Rick Rubin and he was saying like the best thing you could do is go home um, <laughs> if you wanted us to make a better record. And there is that, you know, I, I think that for me would have been really exciting. Maybe I wouldn't have liked it, but I liked the idea that of... of seeing them move into a different direction could have been really interesting. Um, but then I'm, I suppose they're still weighing that up. But again, whether that's the label pressure, their own pressure, that we're coming sure. back with an album, you want it to do well. And if they came back with something super, you know, left field, then that maybe it, 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 you know, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have hit us as big they've still got that core fan base that that's kind of really propping them up in that sense and at the place they're at in their career or whatever at the same time you know i would have really liked to have seen them done do something a bit different yeah just ultra credible and gone in a really artistic and, I'm, and, and i don't fucking know them so it's like you know what i mean that could be exactly just what they want to do but as a, as a for me personally i wanted to i was setting that up and i knew i wasn't going to get it but I was excited you, the, the possibility at it. Do you get that with uh, like other artists in general? Is that something that you like? Do you often find yourself disappointed, or do you? Because do you kind of older artists that you're not necessarily expecting to hinge in, in listening for the next five years on? Mm. They might release something new, or like Metallica just re- released some more stuff. Yep. I kind of give it a token listen and go, oh, cool. That's what they're doing. Same. And then, and then in the background or in the foreground, really, you're exploring things that uh, progress your own listening and your own tastes. Mm-hmm. It, that you're always looking for something new, completely new. Mm-hmm. Is that, would you say, do you relate to that? Is that kind of uh, how yeah, you roll? I think, I think certainly. And also, you know, like, I, I, I feel like, you know, on the small extent that I've had, I feel like I'm aware of some of the systems at play, if that makes sense. And okay. whether that is, and that also helps me let go of some of those things because I realize how difficult it is to sometimes do the thing that maybe I would really want them to do. Like the Chili Peppers came back with a really artistically, you know, and I think it would be cool if they did a funk album, got some really cool people. Like I think Corey Henry was saying like, oh man, I'd love to play on it. Like, can you imagine? Like, I would love that, you know, Mm. and I guess it'd be hard to translate live potentially potentially and it sets up a burden and also like they're coming back after all these years there's a sense of coming home and then they need to so there's so many forces at play I really understand that Um, and yes I do I often feel like I spoil records for myself quite a lot because I'm casting my own aspersions or maybe onto them I wish they would do that at the same time, when they do, I'm over the moon. And it's usually kind of um, like, uh, it makes me like it much more. And that's, that, I mean, that's just a somewhat, it sounds like 
listening to myself is almost an arrogant way of listening to music in that if the music does what I want, whatever. But I think really that's the truth for most people, whether they know it or not. Um, whether it does what you want, as in, does it, you know, will people like, just play riffs, you know, like that's sort of the same, you know, you're, 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 and maybe that's the, the core of it. Maybe you're, you're, you're kind of, you're looking for a mirrorism uh, of, 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 uh, you know, you're, 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 you're casting yourself, you're imposing your own, you know, feelings onto what this should be. And then when it doesn't live up to that, it's as kind of as much your fault maybe as it is the artists. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely for legacy artists, I feel like I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm less and less interested in legacy artists. Mm-hmm. I think most of the artists I like that I would consider le- legacy are dead and incapable of making music that I would be, I, I enjoy finding a new artist and going back and, and, you know, and certainly with the, for example, with the Beatles, I've ignored them my whole life. And with the documentary, I've, I've, I've watched the whole thing, however many hours it is, multiple Nine. times, like, and love every second of it. And it made me have such a different connection to that record. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I, I probably wouldn't have got there really if, if it hadn't have been for watching that at that time. It changed my, my whole perspective on, on them as a band. Um, but I think like, for example, in that case, like, you know, if you have a record that you, you weren't really sure of, do you, I mean, what do you do? How, do you give it a, do you give it a time? Are you like, oh, I'll like it in, a, or, or you, do you, let's say you listen to it once, right? And you're like, you're not really sure about it, which happens a lot. Let's let, maybe we, there's so much, quite a lot to unpack. There's quite a lot of the time. The first listen, I'm like, I, maybe the single I liked, maybe there's one I'm like, oh, I like that bit. A lot of the time, that's usually how it is. Is There's maybe a couple of tracks. I listen to it all the way through. A couple of tracks that stand out to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I, you know, maybe I'll put them on repeat or I'll listen to them or whatever. How do you, how, what's your next step? I think what you're doing on first listen, you're playing catch up. Because however long it's been, even if it's been like two years, mm. you're, you don't know the people mm. in most cases. And so you don't really know what their aspirations are, their personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, like with System of a Down, I remember a, a Darren interview. He's a, like a metalhead through and through. Mm-hmm. And I remember him saying, Serge isn't and mm-hmm. doesn't really care about metal. Mm-hmm. So the idea to Serge to make another more of the same system music, he doesn't really care. He's more interested in soundtracks and politics and like sure. wor- worldly endeavours. Uh, and Darren's like, just want to write some riffs. And uh, and the fans are like, just write some riffs and get on with it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, you don't know. You don't know. And so you don't know the context of the people necessarily. You might get a flavour uh, more often than not when it goes wrong and then and nothing happens. And then, but you're also, they might have had a vision 10 years ago mm-hmm. that went, I want to make, this is what I want to make. You probably didn't know that, but each album they're trying to get there. And when they finally get there, you'll be like, well, where did that come from? I sure. didn't expect that. Sure. But that was the, pl- that was the plan all along. Mm-hmm. Or 
they might have got bored of making the same stuff and wanted to take a turn. So you're 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 trying to kind of like go if it if it isn't just like sick, if it's just like you don't yeah if you if you don't understand what's going on, it takes you quite a while to to catch up and go. Okay, why? Okay, read all the read all the reviews. Mm-hmm. What's going on here? Read the interviews. <laughs> yeah. What are they thinking? And, Where'd uh, they go? And then you, <laughs> yeah, what why, why they what been are they in? doing? They can't do this. Yeah. They've got to ask. Ask me. Ask me what they should do. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, so I, de- I tend to kind of, if it depends how much I care. Like if I'm invested in the band, if I'm invested in the journey and have put a lot of time into you know, the people are, I'm like a little stalker and they're, they're my mates mm-hmm. in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really, but you know what I mean? Like yeah, I've invested yeah. a lot of time oh, in, in, the, in, in the characters. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I like, yeah. look, I bought John's shirt from Slane and yeah. I've <laughs> tried to find it everywhere. Yeah. I want it. Yeah. And uh, I've been looking at Adidas, you know, uh, fit jackets. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, so I give it time. I tend to listen loads and loads if I care. Now, if I don't care, but there's a reason I should care, uh, I will keep going. Okay. Like with King Gizzard. Didn't like that at first, uh, but I, I caught, I've explained this before, but listened to Fishy, Fishing for Fishies first. Mm. Totally. I love that album now. It's one of my favourites. But I thought, it, I expected riffs. There were no riffs. I was like, what is this nonsense? And didn't understand, but then I watched every single music video, listened to, uh, watched loads of live sets and like KXP or whatever. And then I was like, I get it, I get it. And then now that's one of my favorite albums. Um, but again, something inside my brain told me that I probably would like it. I just was, I didn't get it yet. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I generally persevere. Um, it might take me quite a while because you can't persevere <laughs> with everything. And there is like, I'm saying this the other day, there's like, there is such a lot of music. Like, and right, and just keeping up with new music is quite a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. To, to really like get it into your brain and like get the exposure, get the enjoyment, get the kind of knowledge and get something from it uh, rather than just being passive with it all. Um and then there's all obviously old music, which is everything to now, mm-hmm. which you you miss stuff. There's stuff that you didn't get at the time, but now you do get. Mm-hmm. And then there's stuff that you really should get, like Beatles. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot of work. But yeah, I think it's worth putting the work in. And I think if you've got, yeah, compelling reason to keep going, then I, I just, yeah, I like I like to kind of power through. When do you When do you give up? Have you like you know what? I just don't like it. I don't think I ever get there. Okay. I just well, if I do, I just stop listening to it. And at the very worst, which happens very rarely, uh, like I'll add stuff to my uh, streaming library, mm. and then I might be shuffling one day, and this song will come on. This happened the other day actually. Can't remember what it was. Came on. I was like, this is terrible. Like this is, this is just, to my ears, this is just, this is like nails down a chalkboard. This is awful. And uh, so I deleted it from my library. Okay. Gone. 
I and I was it was a, I can't imagine I, I you felt, disliking it that much. No, I just felt really like there was a comp- there was a good reason. Mm. I can't remember why. I, I like, but again, you got to know enough. It could just be a, like a bad song or a song sure, that doesn't sure. sit with you, right? Uh, so I feel like I don't do that often, and um, yeah, I tend to always like have. I remember in the days of MP3s on my computer, mm-hmm. I had like I was pride of myself. I had like, twenty thousand songs or something, you know, okay. and just and so I like. I just wanted to soak it all up and bands I really cared about, you know, get all the B-sides, mm-hmm. um, if try and find the singles because they all have different B-sides and yeah, like have the full suite mm-hmm. so you can just, yeah, get, get as much as you can. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't like giving up. Okay. Makes me sad. Makes me sad. Cause it's like, also, someone's put a lot of time and energy as well. I think I respect that more these days. Mm-hmm. The even if it's uh, uh, just a baseline, any record, thousands of hours have gone into it. Yeah, yeah. Generally, mm-hmm. like, unless it's like a, a jammed live album, you know, yeah. where it's like it took an hour, uh, or your David Bowie. Uh, but I think yeah, I have a respect for the amount of time and effort that's gone into everything, mm-hmm. and it is, it is a lot and by so many people as well you know someone doing the artwork your producers engineers mastering mm-hmm. people even the people who work in the cd or vinyl plant or whatever you know the band themselves managers mm-hmm. labels everything mm-hmm. and then and, and that's not even to mention how you manage to access it like if it's pr people if it's uh they've got a sync deal whatever there's a massive network. Or oh, even if they're just getting mates in as favours, mm-hmm. I'll make, can you take some oh, photographers, videographers, you know, can you do us some favours? I think just like acknowledging it, that, and kind of, in, in, even if it's emotionally supporting that ecosystem mm-hmm. rather than just, uh, you know, financially, by going, giving it the time of day. I think that's really important. Um, I definitely have that relationship with a few of my favourite artists where I'm like, it's okay. I know you, 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 I respect the craft. I respect where you're at. I respect you. I'm, I'm not, we're not at the same station anymore, but that's fine. And I think certainly like with the Mars Volta, I think, I think I'm happy with that. If I, I'd go and happily go and see them live again, easily, you know, again, John and Omar were fighting for contention for a long time. And then after a while, I was just, I didn't, I didn't, I I, I would listen to it, listen to the record. Um, and just be okay with it. Like I wasn't blown away. Maybe there'd be a couple of, and it kind of happened gradually, you know, like they, they did one record and I just, couple of songs I thought were good but it just wasn't what uh, where I was at wasn't connecting and again my own interests have such a big part to play like I've sure. definitely got so many you know speaking of like locations and stuff like that like yeah I remember really getting into Radiohead and, and again I got into Radiohead because I remember seeing uh an interview with John Frusciante saying how much he loved Amnesiac and he would listen to it before really? they were writing one record. And so, right. so 
that's what I did. And I would listen to it on my way to college, on my commute to college in the morning, um, shout out where I get college. And, um, you know, I'd be long ass bus ride and then a long ass walk. You know, I'd sit there listening to Amnesiac, kind of forcing myself really to try and like it. And then I kind of like pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. And then, um, I think it must've been to do with the band and stuff like that, but we would go to London quite a lot. And so I would need to get the train into London and obviously just getting older and wanting to go into the big town kind of thing. And I would kind of a few years later, I had that record on for my commute and it just, it just, like you say, it just made sense. It was just like something about being the tube and looking out the window and then in the underground. And it just had that kind of dark feeling to it, kind of concrete like feeling to it. And then from, I felt like I had to get, almost like get to a point in my life where I was ready for that. Mm-hmm. Whereas at the time, I think I was listening to it, I wanted energy and I, I wanted kind of, I was, I was into something that was explosive. Uh, alternatively, I had the same, I remember buying uh, Francis the Mute uh, by mm-hmm. Mars Volta and um, Very Fast, Very Dangerous by Ruben. I'm a local HMV. And being at Red Hill, train station I think I was waiting for my mum to pick me up because I couldn't get home and I was had my CD player with my 10 seconds anti-skip or whatever sitting there oh yeah mate and everything was set up for me to instantly love Francis the Mute which is the first record I had by them and alternatively Very Fast Very Dangerous was the first Reuben record and there is a track on that called Every Time a Teenager Listens to Drum and Bass Every time a teenager listens to drum and bass, a rock star dies, I think is the right, um, right, right. I think it's the title. Great. That's that, I, I I like that. Yeah. I just and, like I like the the spunk. And uh I I'd, I'd heard that song separately and I I really liked it. But I put that on and and I literally I think I remember skipping straight to that song. And Again, like I, I wasn't into rock from from a young age, and the screaming thing just wasn't there for me. And even that kind of style of of kind of not really metal, I suppose, but that that kind of style of rock wasn't really there for me. I was kind of still in Chili Peppers and funk and jazz, and you know, doing my grades and my rock school, whatever. Um, and and then the same for the Mars Volta. I listen, remember listening to that record and just. Like I knew John Frusciante was on it and I, and I wanted to love it. It just wasn't speaking to me. And I'm within five months, they were probably two of my favorite records, you know, like, and I was a, a huge Ruben fan. Every vinyl, every, like you say, every MP3, every everything, same for Mars Volta, like avid, you know, Omar Rodriguez, easily, you know, him and him and John, easily the most influential people. But now I feel like I'm at a place where I'm just like, it's okay. Like I'm not, I'm not, there with you and you're doing your thing but I respect it I respect what you're doing like the, the latest Mars Volta album I remember listening to it and being like I know I could love this but it's just not where I'm at right now and I think that I feel like I'm, I'm, at, I'm at peace with the, the Chili Peppers I kind of knew that going in I've not put the time in to be honest I think either but I think it's an interesting relationship 
that interplay and that feeling, mm. you know, there is a disheartening, I'd love for, I'd love for them to come back and surprise me and excite me. And maybe they will. And there's certain bits, certainly, that I'm like, oh, that's really, really cool. It's still there kind of thing. But I feel like it's, I don't know. There's just a sense of like, it's all right. I respect it. And I've got nothing bad to say about it. It's just not where I'm at right now. And maybe it will come, maybe in, like enough, definitely, like you were saying, I've had it where I've had my iPod or whatever on shuffle and I've bought records and just bought them because it's the next so-and-so's record. I still buy them. And then I'm like, right, let's go. Let's give it that. And also, I think that is also another issue that is maybe coming into play is that I bought that record, you know, pre-order or whatever. And so there is a bit more emphasis on making you like it. Like you're buying into that experience. It's not window shopping. You're sitting down and you feel like I've bought this record. I'm sitting down, I'm looking at the artwork. I'm going to give this the time of day. I would, I would have said it's, I'd say that is the case is that you would certainly give something you had bought more time I think particularly in, yeah, in a, I guess there's less risk now because you can, well, I typically will stream it first. And if, if, if I know I'm going to like it, Mm -hmm. most of the time anyway, sometimes I take a risk. Uh, I will, yeah, I will, um, stream it first, then buy it. But Mm -hmm. like back in the day, I always remember I spent 14 quid on Cradle of Filth's Midian because <laughs> some friends some friends at school uh, bought Metal Hammer magazine. Mm-hmm. I was more a Koran guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bought Metal Hammer magazine and um, love Cradle of Filth, wore the hoodies, the proper moshers. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, I want to be a cool kid too. So I bought Cradle of Filth's Midian, 14 quid. I was like, 14 quid at the time was loads for an album as well. That was yeah, like... Yeah. You know, it top. was mainly 10 to, 10 to was it 12 deluxe? tops. Two CDs? What are you talking? No, it's just Gatefold? one CD, but thick, thick booklet uh, mm-hmm. and very complex. It was purple, like really snaky kind of gothic art, artwork. Mm-hmm. And I used to listen to it in the, in the summer. Uh, I had to do the lawn mowing for my parents. So I'd used to, I'd wear ear defenders like a good boy, mm-hmm. uh, but I had my ear, earphones underneath them. Strong, big and I'd be listening. I remember this one thing, like mowing the lawn whilst listening to this. And uh, I mean, it's not summertime kind of. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I feel it's it's like context was all wrong. It probably not, blends in with the uh, lawn mowing. I would have <laughs> imagined as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I should have listened. I should have closed the curtains and yeah. sat in a corner. Yeah. But like, uh, I can remember, remember now vividly some of the songs, and it was it was good. It was good, but it just wasn't me sure you know it wasn't my thing but i really persevered because i was like well i've got to like i've spent 14 quid on this i can't mm. take it back I've, un- I've taken a sticker thing off so i can't take it back that's it and i was never I, 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 yeah i don't really i don't look at music as something you take back really mm. um apart from that king is a record um but yeah i persevered and it just yeah i'm i'm I appreciate Cradle of Filth. And actually when uh, Danny Filth was on that Bring Me song a couple of nice. years ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was like a really nice nod 
and a really nice blend for me at the time, probably because of my investment. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, it paid off. I know who he is. <laughs> I, sure, yeah. I know what his voice sounds like. Uh, I know enough about what his he stands for, what mm-hmm. he's like, uh, his world yeah. is about, to get how the significance of that collaboration. And so it's, it's never wasted. Mm. Uh, you know, maybe that £14 stood me in good stead. Sure. Um, yeah, it's never wasted. It's never, it's never really a mistake. It's just, I, I do think there is something in that, that risk though, like the risk in, I bought, um, what are they called? Uh, they were like a, I thought they were going to be like Russian circles, like really riffy, but they're very bluesy. Not at all what I was expecting. Behind the, I can hear the song. Anyway, talking of expectation, I bought this record by, uh, a band that I keep forgetting the name of. Nothing is the ideal is the name of the album by someone will know if you're listening. Okay. Anyway, I bought this album, but I went to see the band by coincidence, like last year, Mm -hmm. end of last year or something. And in fact, I'll type it in my thing whilst I'm talking. And I was like, whoa, this was not what I was expecting. It was like, we're going to see a blues band. And I thought it was like riftastic. Uh, and nothing as the ideal. All them witches. Oh, sure. Okay, yeah. And because uh, I bought sounds it. Sounds like a band the, uh, you would like. Yeah. I'm and naturally I loved it. skeptical of anything that sounds like a Queens of the Stone Age. That, that There's a certain genre of titles that keep coming out of that pool of John Paul Jones, Joshua Holm. Kind of witches, them crooked vultures. Yeah, oh, all them, them all the like, oh, because the word them, I guess. Yeah, and like you know, that that style. I feel again, it's pre- it's it's entire. It's it's you know what? It's stereotyping. It's prejudice. But <laughs> I do it. I'm like, oh, Fair. I know what that sounds like. Yeah, but I mean, I yeah, I guess some names are. Uh, some names are relevant to a genre. It, we're, we're at that point where it's like there's, you know, there's. It sounds like it's meant to sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not going to be called Golden Fairy Liars or something. Sure, sure. Uh, good name. Good name. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went to see them and they were like, they were. Like, it was so bluesy. Okay. I just, and it's not because it was bad, but I was like, I was just not expecting this. This mm. is like. It's almost jarring because I went in going, right, ready for some Russian circles, like mm-hmm. dirty riffs and some everyone kind of devil horns mm-hmm. and, you know, moshing out. The, but yeah, it was like so bluesy. And and apparently I've just listened to an album which is more riffy and okay. a lot of the other stuff like... Oh, so you had heard them so, and that you just didn't think it was going to be... So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I bought the record because I love the artwork. I like the record. They went to nice. see them. It was like, what's going on? And then some mates who are like well into them were like, oh no, no, they that happens because of this. And I'm like, oh, okay. I just didn't know enough. I should okay. listen to other records. But yeah, it is funny. It is, that, it is funny, that expectation. And sometimes it... Sometimes it also has the opposite effect. You like you have, you have no expectations, and then you're blown away. Which mm-hmm. I that'll never get boring. No, no. often with new artists, I, I don't think. I think. I think maybe everything, everything, were maybe the last band that I follow that really turned it to like just 
we were perfectly in sync. It felt like uh, that um, fever dream. And and sync. Yeah, exactly. Um, their uh, sudden shift into <laughs> the uh, <laughs> five-way nice harmony. I mean, to be fair, there's some influence of that on their latest record. Um, but oh. um, but yeah, fever dream. Just it's exactly where I was, and it's exactly where I wanted it. And ex- like it just. We just hit the like. I feel like they were excited, but I was excited, and we just we just hit the ground nice. running. That that was one of the uh, again for a band that I follow, and they release something new, and I, it keeps you know getting me that work. Um, yeah. for Code Orange. Um, oh man, yeah. I I just I bought into them out of respect for that late them um, for what underneath. Um, under, yeah, it is underneath. I always think it's under oath, but that's a different band. No, it's a different band. Um, but when I heard Swallowing the Rabbit Hole, it was just exactly where I was. And and it's not, it's a, it's, it's soil and roots are, are all in the wrong place for me. But the fact that they were like, kind of, I feel like, I feel like they've come to me. <laughs> Right. Do you know what I mean? Like they were doing their thing. I, 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 you know, doing wrong. I love, I love them riffs, but it's not, it's not the background I would typically. I mean, it's, it's like, chase. it's really extreme. Yeah. Yeah. It's like beat the shit out of your cousin in a hall kind of thing. Like, <laughs> but it's also amazing how that has got so big. Yeah. Cause it's so, I mean, it may Slipknot look like a pop band. Oh, and and to I the respect I had from them from coming from an like metal can be the worst for like staying sticking to your roots kind of thing. Like you do something different, you have any aspersions of success or change or anything like that, like first to turn on you, you know. Can, uh, the, the forum kind of even like gent so has that issue like there's a, a lot of opinion in that the guitar world in general can be pretty horrible um unnecessarily as well like just shut up <laughs> and it's not for you no worries so it's like to come from that so atypical of that world and that genre they kept to then come all the way over to this like crazy nineties blade opening sequence, like modular synths, AI, you know, like they just did a remix of their, of that uh, record, which is like, Oh, it's amazing. And there's a whole like video to go with it. I, again, kind of like the Ruben thing. I like was like, I'm, so I've been trying to find artists that are doing that, that are bringing like a heavier style and a more an industrial style to this kind of side of electronica that I think is, could, could be so aggressive and, and so powerful, mm-hmm. but there's just no one there. And then when a friend of mine played me uh, that, that opening track, my, my heart swooned and and again, I was just like, okay, like there's bits that I'm just enamored with. And then gradually, you know, track two would play and I was like, eh, okay, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, 
it kind of like just found its way into in you know and now i i like i bought that record and i and i uh i now like followed them fairly avidly not even like i said not even like, oh this is my favorite band but i'm like you guys are doing something so cool like i i, I respect that craft you know and like more than the music almost like, i respect your decision i feel like oh yeah yeah i should i should people should invest in that because it's doing and the same with the bring me thing like what they're doing is really exciting they're really really challenging music at that level and they're they're the biggest band doing it now um i think that i think there's a probably something in conviction yeah in the um like the two examples there like code orange and bring me they're whether you like it or not they do it with conviction yeah and their the belief in what they're doing is unquestioned mm. questionable Mm-hmm. Well, as in that's the impression I get. Yeah. I'm like, especially having seen Code Orange mm. and gone, that was years ago, and it was like, well, they fucking mean it, yeah, yeah. you know, no messing. Uh, and yeah, I think, yeah, just their belief in it makes you believe in it, or makes you feel like if you, even if you don't, you should. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not kind of half baked, and. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I mean, you you have to, I think I want like the artists I think of you know and and certainly uh, uh I in my own feeble way a- attempted to emulate in that sense of you know like you were saying about this is the record that the artist always intended to make like our the last record we did with Arkham Roots was was always the record we intended to make. But that was the journey we took to getting there we we, did, we didn't have that ability we didn't have that foresight or anything like that and we were always keen from the outset that we would you would never need another band <clears throat> or another or 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 another stage of puberty um uh but you would never need any other band in your life because we made music because it, it, we were unsatisfied with what and we wanted we wanted to put those things, you know, we wanted to make that record that we wanted to hear, you know, mm-hmm. for ourselves. And that could be anything. And, and, and like, you know, you think of like, like the Mars Volta are very aggressive in that certainly Radiohead are. And I would imagine obviously with Bring Me as well, coming out of that, uh, the genres that they were sitting in, even, you know, their movement from, and I don't know the records before Sempaternal, but even that shift into Sempaternal, which is, I think still one of the best records of all time. Um, and onwards, that's mm-hmm. that's some serious shifting to go. Mm-hmm. You know, I I really didn't care much for their previous work, and then Sempaternal came along, and I was just like, "Who is this band fulfilling every mm-hmm. everything I I ticking the boxes?" Yeah, and and even you know from then going on and releasing all these mixtapes and stuff like that, and and certainly you know like the the last like singles and Parasite Eve and stuff like that. I just think of been amazing, like perfectly in sync with everything going on in in all the right ways yeah um, yeah, yeah so th- yeah i think you're right yeah there is you know like obviously you know like metallica did that record with um oh dear i am the chair oh with uh he's not around anymore is he is the the part of the trio he's with in velvet Iggy underground Pop and velvet underground uh, and his name is kid <laughs> Not uh, <laughs> <laughs> Iggy, he's with Iggy Pop and Brian um, David Bowie, wasn't he? Uh, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, Andy Warhol, 
No, same. Nico, Lou Reed. Lou Reed. Lou Reed. I Lou like, Reed. and I like Lou Reed. Um, yeah. Um, I actually remember that before I looked it up. Just that's how good I am. That's you know that's the honourable way to die. That's, that's I, a flex. I'll die on the hill of of us. <laughs> so many times to be like, don't look it up. I'm gonna get it. Um, uh, that is, yeah, I think that's a wider conversation, but live by that. It's good yeah. for your memory. Yeah, yeah. Drive with your eyes closed. <laughs> See how good you are. That's it. That's it. But I think like, they tried that album. Metallica aren't made for something new. They're just there to do what they do. So I, about 45 minutes ago, uh, I had a thought yeah. about Metallica oh, and I wanted, to, I wanted to share it. Please. And you've just brought it right round to a perfect opportune moment. Uh. The, so Metallica tried something new. Right? Mm. We all know this with uh, the piss everyone takes out of St. Anger from 2003. It's actually my favourite. However, yeah, I love it. It's great. So uh, on the last week's uh, listening party, I stumbled across new Metallica. Mm. Uh, they just released a new record or releasing a new record. Mm-hmm. A couple of, I think two or three tracks out. So I randomly stuck one on just to ch- check it out. Know, yeah. A, uh, a shared first time for everyone. Mm. And um, they've gone back right back to, uh, I guess it's like ride the lightning load, reload. Yeah, 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 I yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that, the thrash bit yeah, yeah. Uh, that everyone really celebrates. Um, and they're leaning into that really hard. But it got me thinking about that idea of being around so long that you're back in fashion again. Because uh, for a bit there, everyone's like, oh, what are they doing? They've ruined everything. So they fell out of favour a bit. You know, the diehards were like, not as good as they used to be. You know, sure. they used to th- thrash real. And they, actually, if you look at old live videos, they used to play like well quick. It's mm-hmm. impressive. Um. But coming, it's been long enough now that coming back to that, and obviously they've been doing this a few years, but I think they've really leaned into it, which is really brave given their age and playing that kind of level music. Uh, that's kind of pace. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's almost like, I'm assuming the Metallica fans have been fans all the way, but there'll be other fans who've, I'm assuming, are really happy with the, this release of new stuff. Talking about, how new stuff's received. Be really happy. It's like, ah, oh, they're back. You know, they're mm. back doing what I like, doing the stuff that they were started with, that they were always good at. Um, so, yeah, I, I just found it a really interesting trajectory, like annoying everyone for that length of time and then bringing it, getting them back on side. It's the same. I'm, I'm, I, and it? I'm not saying I'm in that camp because I actually am. Saint Anger's my favourite because I thought it was the most interesting. Yeah, same. Uh, and and are almost artistic in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even care about the snare sound. I'm like, I think I just me. like. Yeah. No, I like. I like the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that was a, a time and place thing. You know, I didn't hear them in '87 or whatever. Sure, sure. sure. And uh, I didn't go to the. Where were you, man? Concerts, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mexico City or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so it was just a I right place, right time for that sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but hearing what they do now, I, I, I mean, I respect it, and I'm like, but I just find it fascinating. Um, it's not again, it's it's the wrong thing for me right now. Mm-hmm. But if you were there in '87 or whatever it was, whenever it was, 
you'd probably, yeah, you'd be like, sick. This is like up to date, great polished production. The kick drum is so amazingly, like they've leaned into that sound as well. Sure. So distinctive. Um, but I just thought it's a very interesting trajectory. I think I think it's common, and it's a hard. It's and again, we've kind of. It's a, maybe it's even another discussion, but like, that's a real trope of like guys. We're getting back with Ross Robinson. You know, we're gonna just all of <laughs> is us. That a real and, person? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, oh, okay. He produced Corn's uh, first record, and System right. of a Down. I think um, we're getting back in the room you know we're going to do it like the first record kind of thing because that's the thing isn't it like everyone's like not as good as their first record like create the magic again like that thing and 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 it is an interesting it is an interesting bubble in that like when is that when is that appropriate when is that healthy when is it the right thing when should you Mm. listen when should you ignore because it is like your audience and again that's just what you deem as your audience i.e the people who maybe type and write comments i've written about five comments on my whole life and certainly if i didn't like a record other than this podcast i would not tell anyone um and even then, I'd have to work pretty hard for to really not like a record. Sure. But, so that's just the, that is just the audience you are aware of at any one time. The people who are writing comments and replying and whatever. The idea that they would steer you back <laughs> to when you were good is is a fascinating, like... A fascinating idea. But when is that for the best? When when are they like yeah. go back to do go back to doing the the stuff we you, you just make this first album again? Like when is that? When is that appropriate? When is like when is that a force for good? Are they like thank God? And then the artist is like thank you fans for steering me away from electronica. You know, uh, Bob Dylan goes electric, you know, kind of thing. Like, when is... And goes acoustic again. Yeah. When, when, when is that, like, appropriate? Because, like, again, like, you know, like, and and it used to drive me up the wall, but, like, the passive-aggressive comments are just just as bad, or it's just like, cool, when you're going to play the riffs, kind of thing, like, or whatever. It's just like, it's just like, oh... Obviously not, you know, like there's loads of risks. Um, so like, when is that? Like, when should you, maybe it's another discussion for the next episode. When should you listen to your audience? And when should you not listen to your audience? Maybe, maybe it's a good place to, to hang up, hang it up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think that's a, it's I, a nuanced. We imagine it's like if Radiohead released Pablo Honey again mm. tomorrow. Yeah. Like the same or something like in the same style. Yeah. I think, I think it's very unlikely, but imagine if they did, you kind of go, I think it'd really divide opinion. So it doesn't work. It doesn't work for everyone to kind yeah. of retread I, I, the old ground. I haven't listened to that. I'm a really big Radiohead fan. I have all their records in like best and I still haven't listened to that record. 
get it done. It's just, just not. Just, it's just not where I'm at. Not. It's just never. No, but just, never. But I should do. I it, I know I should. Yeah. But it contextualizes, uh, particularly I think the guitar playing. It contextualizes sure. their roots, and then you understand the rest of it more. Mm. Um, I'm sure I've heard the singles. Player. Yeah, maybe like you and that kind of thing. It's sure. really good. Um, but yeah, I don't think it works for everyone. And I, you also hear band like artists reject that idea, going like, "Guys." It might feel like yesterday, but it was so long ago. <laughs> like, sure, sure. I'm a, I'm a different person. That was well, a different time. On, honestly. Half the people are dead and all this stuff. I think we can pick this up. I think it's a whole okay. other discussion. I think it's a good, I think it's a good, we can leave it on a cliffhanger. We've never done this oh, before. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, tune in next time. Tune in next time. I think wah, we're in wah. that's a good place, right? But rather than, because uh, I think that's a really interesting discussion. I think it's, there is so much yes but no but yes you know or yes 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 no no you know like to like who is in charge and who you know what is your meter stick of worth and success and 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 you as an artist like when when are you in charge and when when should you be uh, what's the thing when like you know what's the uh like um power of attorney over your music if you know what i mean like when is that yeah, yeah yeah when is when should that be taken away from you or when you know when do you wish that should be taken from someone i think maybe that could be a whole other um discussion definitely and maybe yeah, speaking, i mean I, I was gonna say i really there you go cliff <laughs> there, there you go <laughs> The ultimate, the ultimate cliffhanger game. We have to do a freeze frame. <laughs> that, that, that was a, it's actually a really good game that me and some of my friends have, where you just you start off with a sentence. Mm. Well, let me uh, t- let me take your let me take your let <laughs> you take your trump. I need you to um, I need you to pick up some um, just on your way over, Matt. If you could just pick me up some things, um, maybe uh, an apple, um, a banana. Yeah, no, no, never fit. Just lead as if you're going like, you've got I, I, to keep going it. through the, like, cause it's, it's the inflection that makes you think, oh, there's going to be something else. Exactly. Yeah, and then you kind of like, what's happened? Um, anyway, anyway, shall we new smash music. out some talking of new music and experiencing it? Nice. Should we share some little gems of our own? Amen. Matt, do you want to go first? Go on, man. Or is it me? I'll go no, you can go first. Why not? Uh, this week, this week, Matthew, oh yeah, I've been mostly listening to, um, and I did double check, and I reckon I've probably still got it wrong, Tigran Hamasayan. Oh, wow. Um, uh, good name. And his album, The Call Within, and specifically, and I think a good track to start, which is the first track, really, Levitation 21. Kind of imagine, like, very able, talented, incredible piano player but if like the drums and the bass were kind of half leaning into hip-hop half leaning into like gent maybe mm-hmm. even metal there's even a somewhat of a mashuga like element so it's like metal jazz okay but but jazz played metally not metal that's jazz Right. Do you know what I mean? 
Um, oh, yeah, I'm getting that. Yeah, it's it's an absolute vibe, like amazing uh, uh, chops and really cool. Kind of actually thinking about it, it, it kind of reminds me of um, you know Adam Neely. Yeah, I do. And yeah. like that that Not ilk, personally, uh, um, uh, uh, his band Stargazer like sort of but not um but that in that vibe anyway um but yeah it got it just got um i finished listening to julian lars's record after a million years and um and that just got recommended to me and then i was just like oh, oh my cool. god who's this and it turns out he's kind of a, a bit of a g in those circles and um yeah again very kind of yeah like a metal but then also like some real cool like trip hop kind of um influences uh, uh, uh really uh Really cool. Uh, I th- the most re- recent album, the one I've been listening to anyway, I've only just started this journey, is The Call Within, which is 2020. I don't think he has an album more recent. Da, 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 da. 2022. There you go. I was completely wrong. There's one called Stand oh, Art. Cool. Um, but The Call Within is the one I, I've been listening to. But yeah, I've, I'm looking forward to um, to going through some of the rest of the records. Nice. Nice. Very good. Well, I have been checking out, um, there's only one song right now, but a, a band I'm a big fan of from long time uh, is Closure in Moscow. I, mean, I gave a little cheeky mention earlier just nice. to kind of tee you all up. Um, they've just released a new single called Better Way. The album is called Soft Hell, which is coming soon. Yeah. And... Yeah, they're an Australian. I don't know when actually their last record was out, but it's been abs- an absolute age. Um, but they're an Australian band, kind of like Miles Volta vibes. Okay. And they're closure in Mars. So I'm just looking it up like a researcher. Yeah, so they have. Oh, yeah, Pink Lemonade was 2014, which was their last album. Okay. Uh, so it's been nearly 10 years. Um, and then they had another album called in 2009 called First Temple, both of which are great. But Pink Lemonade, specifically, uh, is absolutely brilliant. Okay. It's, yeah, Mar- Mars Volta kind of, Mars Volta vibes. It's very, like, technically advanced, but with great hooks, great melodies, great songwriting. Nice. Um, but yeah, so the new album, I'm really, really looking forward to. It's kind of funny, the... There's a few more like electronic bits. The uh, yeah, a few more like electron, like a synth intro kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And his voice sounds because it's a very like high pitched falsetto style. And uh, yeah, sounds like slightly older, mm-hmm. which is a pretty weird thing. Okay, um, I'll just press play on it. So uh, whoops, um, if you heard anything there. But yeah, it sounds a bit older, which I found really interesting. Or maybe it's uh, just better production or whatever. Um, but yeah, really excited for that. God, 10 years uh, is a long time. I know, and talking to 10 years, I was just it got me thinking, like, Carnival, a new album. It's been since 2013. Absolute age. Agent Fresco, new new album. So uh, they toured and they didn't have a new record? No, they didn't. They toured, it was a COVID um delayed tour and yeah no new record they have like a couple of new songs floating around but um yeah so it was three years out of date and i hadn't seen them for seven years but yeah they have they need a new record but they actually they actually don't and uh there's an argument to say 
you know, I think Roger Daltrey was saying they put a new album out for The Who a few years ago and no one cared. So that's another discussion there for you, Andrew. Sure. That's in, you yeah, know. that it's just like, does it, like Limp Biscuit do the same? They just put our record and play the hits. Yeah. That's it. But even, is there any point in putting new music out But after a certain point? Interesting. I think we could, bu- we could bundle that in there, I think, as well. I think audience is everything. Audience is everything. Stay tuned, babes. Well, thank you very much for listening, guys. And you. Uh, if you stayed the whole whole whack, then you'll be hearing this. So I appreciate it. We appreciate it. We do and appreciate you it. you will hopefully appreciate it too. You can, this is, yeah, this is audio, video. Thanks for our Patreons, um, thank you, Patreons. for supporting us, keeping these lights on. Um, the listening party, we're going to a little monthly guy. Mm. Um, so we'll announce on our socials and Discord when and where that's going to be. I know where already. It's going to be on Discord because that's where it always is. <laughs> um, but as for when, stay tuned and we'll let you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's not a, a representation of lack of love and commitment from our side. It's our favourite thing in the world. Um, but we want to make it more of a big deal. So just do it a little less often, hopefully get a few more people in and uh, you know have a bit more of a fun a time it'd be great absolutely absolutely well thank you so much guys and we'll see you next time for audience is everything well, no, 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 no. <laughs> bye later